Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast. It is season five. Shit, I didn't even know what episode it was, but it's episode number seven. This podcast is for Wednesday, July 29th, 2020. And it's brought to you by our good friends at Pioneer Car Electronics. Guys, we got a great podcast for you in store tonight. You know, I thought it would be really cool um, for us to try to get together, but it's it's so tough to do that that the way you've got to do it now is through Zoom. So with um, with a few phone calls, I was able to put together a list of guests that scan across across the U.S. Okay, we'll be in Louisiana. We're going to come back across to St. Louis. We're going to hit the East Coast and finish up where we go to the Antelope Valley at the end with Jake Moe, but not before we get to my man in the valley, Kevin Dunn from Steady Garage. And we're going to show you guys some of the coolest mini bikes presented by some of the coolest guys in the industry, okay? So I'm going to put my glasses on here and take care of a little business first. And I want to begin by talking to you about Pioneer. You know, Pioneer is the global leader and electronics, and they're proud sponsors of events, just like Joe's Mini Bike Reunion and automotive events everywhere. So no matter what you're driving around in, okay, maybe your pickup, maybe your Camaro, maybe your Mustang 2, Pioneer has got the gear to upgrade that ride so that it sounds better and it connects you with the latest technology like Bluetooth and Apple CarPlay and Android Auto and new for 2020, Amazon Alexis. Remember, don't break up with your car, upgrade it with Pioneer. Tonight, we've got some cool Pioneer 6x6 speakers that we're going to be giving away to somebody who sends in the coolest comment or question. And we uh, ask you guys to do that through the Facebook page. I want to also thank our sponsors from, well, we got to thank all the guys that have been with us forever. We've got our friends from Go-Kart USA. I'm wearing one of their American Racer mini bike t-shirts. I've got one going out to, I think, Ian Cordova from the last show and Charles Mini Drag Bike from the last podcast. Uh, check those guys out. They've got that um, cool American Racer project. In fact, Jake Moe is building one for me. Maybe we'll see that later on tonight. Who knows, right? Jake's had that for a little while, and it came with, what did that come with? I think it came with the Tolleson motor that he's looking at. So we'll get to that. But thanks to all of our sponsors, including GoPowerSports.com. They're back. They just introduced that small micro called the Little Rascal. I see some folks are taking delivery of those now. Um, and then, <clears throat> excuse me, how can we forget our friends over at Studs Racing? Uh, Eric, in fact, Eric was going to join us tonight, but his schedule is busier than mine. And candidly, we'll get him on next year. If you recall, uh, Eric was at Joe's Mini Bike Reunion last year and had that awesome uh, Harrison that won uh, quite a few awards and a lot of attention. So maybe we can get him to showcase that bike and a few others that he's got lurking out there. I talked to Sam Blackburn through the uh, interweb and he's got some bikes. So what I'm hoping is that this is just the beginning of a series of garage tours. We call it Joe's mini bike reunion garage tours. And we're going to allow you, you, the viewers to get up close and personal with these cool bikes. Okay. So, I want to, before I get to our first garage tour visit, which will be with Isaiah Gibbs. In fact, I think he's got some photos of some of the bikes that Isaiah maybe um, teased you with earlier. We'll showcase some of those for you. But Isaiah is just one of those guys that came to me through Jake Moe, right? And we love the fact that uh, Isaiah would put a flamethrower behind anything, okay? 
I, in fact, I think he had a flamethrower connected to some guy he knows over there, as well as every friggin' mini bike and automotive contraption that he dicks around with over there in that quote unquote compound. Uh, but we've got some announcements to make, and the first one sucks. Okay, Joe's mini bike reunion not happening this year. We follow suit, unfortunately, like so many other events that either were postponed or canceled. And I'm in a pretty uh, tough state out here in California. And as a result, uh, we were unable to get any clarification or any clearance to uh, have an event of any magnitude. Uh, I sat around and talked to Linda about it and uh, some of the other folks that make up our team here, Nicole and Dave. And we just thought for the overall protection of all of us, which includes obviously my immediate family, and all of you who participate and attend and support and sponsor the event, that despite our love for mini bikes, uh, you know, we're just gonna, we're gonna take a pause, okay? So what, what happens as a result? We, we keep going. Uh, I needed to catch myself because after I realized I wasn't gonna do the event, uh, and candidly, I've been isolated and bored like the rest of you have, right? So I start thinking about shit. You know, when you got a lot of spare time, you start thinking about just what am I doing? Uh, why am I doing it? Uh, what, you know, wh why am I giving it all my time and attention? And candidly, I had to look hard at the event and look hard at this podcast. And I just realized that we needed to take a pause. So that's what we did. Uh, our dogs died and that sucked. So that, that, you know, just a couple of things could put folks in a bad place. So if any of you are in that same situation, you know, just getting through it. So, um, we had uh, taken some time and I missed Jake Moe's ride. They had an AV ride out where uh, everybody was out there. Uh, Evil Ed was out there and I saw my boy um, Corona Irving was out there and uh, Dane Walton and uh, all the normal guys up there, Charlie and Fredo there. They had that ride and Jake will tell us a little bit about it. I missed it. I had a little work coming up. It was great. Uh, it was hot as hell. I think they had some visitors from Arizona. Joe Petrelia rolled out there, so that was cool. Um, I took some time the following weekend and rode on my little Suzuki Van Van, which is only a 200cc bike. We rode out from LA to Big Bear with all of our buddies from the Honda Grom lifestyle. Uh, that was a great time. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Bing and Hugo and Lawrence and Big Daddy and Clint and Chris and Renee and Enrique and Miguel and all those guys. Uh, we had a really good time riding out there. It was a long ride. And we took city streets from L.A. to Big Bear. And for those of you who know that route, it's, it's pretty fun <laughs> doing it on city streets. And on the way back, we took the back road coming back from Big Bear. And uh, we took the 10 from Redlands to L.A., on these small bikes, you know, me and a handful of guys on Groms and 125cc, and some of them were a little bit bigger, but they're small bikes, and we were full throttle. And I'm telling you, full throttle on the 10 freeway. Thank God there wasn't a lot of traffic, right? For all of an hour. And uh, it was great. It was tiring. Uh, there's some photos that I posted, but I want to give a shout out to all those guys. I've been riding with them on Friday nights. And it's, it's kind of a different vibe when you're riding with those bikes, those mini motos, largely because they're licensed. And, you know, they've got directionals and signals and we all ride together and you feel much more protected as a group. I've been talking to Joe Petrelli about coming down and joining us for one of those rides, but we, we do it on Fridays. And um, unfortunately one of our guys um, died of a hit and run, you know, this shit just doesn't stop. Right. Um, and as a result uh, there are, there are services this Saturday to honor this fallen rider and brother uh, Adrian 
uh, Kako Lazarios. And there's a memorial ride again for Adrian uh, on August the 1st, this Saturday. Kickstands up at um, 10 a.m. They're meeting at 9 a.m. at 1010 West 1st Street in L.A. Once again, it's the memorial ride for Adrian Larios this Saturday. And they're going to be riding to the City of Commerce. And for those of you, particularly those of you who may be listening from the Honda Gram segment, uh, please, your support would be, uh, you know, obviously appreciated there. All right. Uh, I worked with Evil Ed a couple of weeks ago, and we we're working on the final touches to finishing up that Barris Super Stocker bike. We realized that um, we needed a new carburetor, and Evil Ed got his hands on one, and we've got to adjust the brake just a little bit more. And that thing's going to be ready to go to delivery. E was out there uh, filming and is hopefully at that point where he can put the finishing touches on a video. And we'll be, I think we're going to be able to offer that video in a few segments. And that's the complete uh, Bear Super Stalker project that he captured from start to finish. A big, big, big shout out. Couldn't have been done without Evil Ed. Interesting story about that as well coming later on in the podcast. And hopefully we'll get a chance to get Ed an electronic device that's capable of getting Zoom so that we can show you what he's been up to. Uh, you can check out Ed's uh, Facebook page, and he came across a bunch of cool bikes. Interesting barter arrangement that he had <laughs> to get those. Only E and Emmanuel know about those details, but Ed has a slew of cool bikes with Hadaka 100s and you know, it's just typical Ed deal. So hopefully we'll hear from Ed. Uh, all right, so that's enough with the business. Once again, if you got any comments, send them in. Uh, we'll be giving away a set of Pioneer speakers. Um, we're big uh, and and we're happy and we're hopeful that um, everything's going good with you guys. And without further ado, uh, once again, I'd like to recall Isaiah Gibbs. Isaiah Gibbs comes to me from Jake Mo and has been uh, building some really cool mini bikes and not your traditional vintage um, style uh, projects. These these are bikes that are built out of fucking washing machine parts and anything else he can get his hands on. I mean, obviously I'm exaggerating a little bit. And then I can't wait to get to Montoya Dutch. Montoya Dutch has been lurking out there. Okay. He's a silent assassin, this guy. And you'll notice that he's got bikes that independently, uh, they're only one. Every bike he makes is just a one of, and he's like doing it. He's, he's doing, he's building bikes that gets me excited. Like when I see bikes by Jake Moe. So I can't wait to get with him. I've never really talked to him besides talking to him online. I feel like I know him. I can't wait to get him out to my mini bike show out here in California sometime. It's great for him to be bringing in a little bit of um, uh, St. Louis style, a little Nelly theme mini bike build. So we'll be getting to Montoya in a second. I also see a guy, Kevin Fathose. Is that representing uh, maybe? <laughs> oh, okay. So that's, that's Kevin Dunn. All right. What's the matter? You're laughing. All right. Enough with the jokes. Let's get to, let's get to Isaiah Gibb and welcome him to the podcast. And Isaiah, you are the first, I guess you're the first victim of the uh, Joe's mini bike reunion shop tours. Welcome to the podcast, brother. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it very much. I see that you're uh, sporting the uh, coronavirus hairstyle. Uh, your barbers are closed as well, but you've never been one to get the haircuts, right? That's not you. I really haven't. I've had two haircuts in the last three years. Uh, <laughs> I enjoy it. Hey, this is, this is what happens when you cut your own. <laughs> it was pretty unfortunate. 
<laughs> hey Isaiah, thanks for uh, staying up with us. I hope you're um, I hope you're getting through things. How are things out there uh, where you are? Hey, we uh, we're still doing good out here. Haven't let any slow down. Um, work is fantastic. Staying busy with that. Come home in the evenings and mess around with the bike for a while. Um, we lucked up tonight. Used to lose animals don't come outside after eight o'clock and all the buzz mosquitoes out here. I got a uh, uh, seat offering. Trying to, my bad, I won't do that again. Trying to keep the uh, yeah, you but, have uh, to watch out. You have to watch out over there for alligators coming in the garage, right? <laughs> yeah, man. They'll hop up here, they'll hop on a bike. And I'm like, look, dude, if you can start, you can ride it. You think. <laughs> hey, Isaiah, look, um, everybody's got about five or ten minutes, so let's get to the goods. Show us some of the latest projects you have. And here's the thing. You don't need to move your camera around as much as you think. If, if you could get a nice shot on the bike, and that'd be cool. And, and just walk us through what you've got there, and let's go. Let's hear what you got, baby. This bike, I did not build this bike. My brother passed away five years ago. He built this bike. He talked earlier about four times. Uh, uh, he built it in 17, passed away in 20. And uh, this bike means a whole lot to my family. So it's a nine, nine bike he built for three years. So when we were going through everything, all to my brother, this is the bike my father, myself, my brother, and a couple other friends showed up to help out with uh, built this one for a car, car club for a downtown bike called Home Dark Creek. They took this bike. So ticket, they raffled it off, and uh, they split the proceeds with Green G and Make the Rich Foundation. Uh, the proceeds that went to us went to, uh, to help us with our mission trip to Madagascar. A while back, we were talking about that. Well, actually, the very first podcast that was ever on. And uh, so when we say built with a mission in mind, the first thing is what this bike represents. My brother started as. Help us get to mission field in Madagascar to help missionaries there, children, different things, different needs that are out there. So that's what this bike represents. It was actually modeled after this bike called this coat, the one I just showed you called the Bobber Gear. This one my brother built in 2007. I was, uh, I was actually at a uh, missionary charity one school, trained students to work in Madagascar and came up with this. But, uh, yeah, that's a very bike. cool bike. Very, very cool bike there. Get a little bit closer if you could and um, give us a little time to uh, maybe uh, ask a question. Everybody that's responding is, is digging the bike, uh, particularly Sam Blackburn. Uh, look at that exhaust. I mean, what do you got going on there? Give us some breakdown of the details there and the frame. Long time ago, we decided the turbo bike, turbo this this is also a 2000 Audi uh, S4 or something, the turbo. <laughs> so what we did was, uh, man, we ran it through the, through the intake, just like it's supposed to be done. And uh, the max mile an hour we got was 55. So I go through it, let's take it off and see what we did. So we picked up another five mile an hour because it's disconnected. <laughs> so, 
into the exhaust, you use it for the flamethrower, which I'm, I'm working on that currently again to be ranting this, uh, for the flamethrower to push fresh air out of it uh, to, to have a larger flame out of it. This like is alcohol. So at night, the flame is gorgeous. Um, hey, Isaiah, Isaiah, you have some videos lurking for folks that want to see some of the flamethrowing bikes that you've created. Where can folks find those online? We'll be on our, uh, our Facebook page, 3D Fabrication. And folks, if you wanted to, if you're listening, you can always reach out to Isaiah. And this bike's really cool, too. You got a little bit of, a, of an old cruiser-style look with um, what size engine and motor you got in there? Oh, there you go. A little flatty. Uh, you see, cut and shave. This is another one my brother did. Um, this is actually a, a stop fuel bike. So, this is actually the first one of this style that we did. We got three of them. Uh, this is a 26 inch wheel. Uh, the other ones are uh, 24 and 29. This one is the best. Sure. Uh, yeah, I love, I love. I hate to use the term rat rod, but I, I, I love that that look where it's just that cool rusted patina. I, I love anything that gets you thinking of a pedal bike as well, because a lot of those thick framed pedal bikes, like those Schwins, they they served up for nice little frames for for a lot of custom mini bike builds. These parts, I mean, literally, where are you collecting all these parts that you're building these bikes? I know you're fabricating and welding a lot of stuff, but there's, you know, look, you got pistons for kickstands. And talk to us a little bit about the collection of parts and how you go about, you know, getting them all together. The person who is mostly in my family is my mother. The reason being, is we will literally show up with truckloads of junk, garbage, bring it to the house, pour through it over the next couple of years, and find stuff to use. Is that a crowbar? Is, is that a crowbar? Do you, do you have a crowbar to the left of you? Yeah. What is that? Is that a crowbar? I love I'm it, man. Yeah, but, amazing. Uh, I, show the show the piston kickstand. <laughs> Very cool. I, I honestly, and I mean this as a compliment to you both. I'm surprised Jake both hasn't used that idea already. You know, that's the thing also. And, and I sometimes fall victim to this because I'm running around the show like an idiot and I don't get to stop and take the time. But when I looked at the photos, particularly the photos my daughter and Dave took, and I see some of the details, but the details that I was looking at at the bikes at my show Honestly, pale in comparison to what you're doing over there, Isaiah. Let's see some more stuff. Uh, it's definitely a team effort out here, not just me. Um, that right, say I or we did something when I moved to Spooky, me, my father, and my brother. And uh, man, we got good friends that help us out stuff too. This, uh, well, yeah, this is actually a Honda Rebel from 
Okay. It certainly does. That that wheel, that was the first thing I thought of. I was looking at some uh, videos uh, with Dave Freiberger and some of the videos that he was in. I was watching some episodes of Roadkill, and then I started to do a deep dive when he was out there at the Salt Flats. And as soon as I saw that that wheel, that's exactly what I thought of. You, you captured that 100%. Thank you very much. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's all one that's behind Isaiah, any of these bikes fire? You have any of these bikes fired up recently? Uh, this one here. So nobody has seen this bike too plain that I revamped it this week. Just this week, I got it too plain. That was man hustling right before the uh, before the podcast hit. Actually, too plain again today. Uh, this is actually this is the bike we built five years ago. So what we'll a, go ahead, and yeah, that would be great. And who's the gentleman in the background there? How you doing, man? Thanks for being a part of the podcast. Good luck starting that baby up. Hell yeah. We, we love three pulls. See? It's always the third one. Unless you build like Montoya or Jake. Then it's like you just look at it and it starts. See? Always three pulls. Yeah. Uh, well, there you go. If, if I ever, ever wanted to kick off a series of garage and shop tours, Isaiah, I could not have done any better than, than what you did. Uh, is there anything else that you've got lying around there that we've got to see? Sure. Maybe deep, but this is where I do everything, man. Fill my motor, get my stuff going in here. I'll pull it out here, finish it on the cardboard, take it to the street. But um, we got to get you some. Uh, I've got to. Oh yeah, you're a Harbor Freight stash. I see. <laughs> what got, do you got? About uh, a half a dozen. Uh, you got some Hemi's or two twelves? What do you got over there? Do you are you having a tough time finding those? I, I see on the internet that some folks are whining about not being able to find predators. How is it where you are? I call everywhere from Memphis, Tennessee. Hey Isaiah, before we let you go, does anybody want to give a shout out to? Aaron Travis, my brother Steph, um, 
Got another Louisiana guy, Bill Brousseau, uh, just joining us. Give a shout out. Sound. That's okay. We're... I lost sound. Hang, hang tight. That's all right. I lost sound, Chief. That's okay. Hang tight, folks. That was Isaiah Gibbs. I Isaiah, I want to. I want to thank Isaiah. If we can uh, mute him, E. I want to thank Isaiah for uh, showing us what's happening down in Louisiana. He gave you a little special treat with the flamethrowers. I was hoping he'd be able to hook up one of the flamethrowers. I didn't know if he was going to be able to or not, but he came through. It was great for him to kick it off. If you would like to find out what else is happening down there in Louisiana with Isaiah, you can catch him on Facebook. You can uh, send him a note now. Uh, there's folks that are uh, continuing to join us. Welcome, uh, Bill, once again, Rick Watson, uh, Clint Connors. And there you have it. So um, before we get to our next uh, garage tour visit where we'll be I was hoping to get to New Jersey to see my man Carmine uh, Carmine Dahlia who is the brother of Greg Dahlia Greg helped Ed and I with uh, a variety of parts and connections when we worked on the Barris bike and it included helping us find a guy that made a prototype of a clutch cover uh, and a few other things. Uh, always one of those guys. He shared some nice photos with us. Some of them I have hanging in my uh, in my wall as well. So we were hoping that we could see Greg and Carmine's collection. And they've got some really cool old vintage bikes, as well as a, a fleet of CT70s and I think some Z50s. But unfortunately, it's one of those things where it didn't work out. So we'll catch him on the next time because this is going to be a one and done. All right. Over the last couple of years, there's been a guy that's been hanging low, doesn't talk any trash on Facebook, doesn't really show pictures of him talking about doing anything. All you do is see him doing things, finishing bikes, riding bikes. And these bikes, each on their own, are showstoppers. They're one of a kind. He does it in a, a real professional way. Uh, I wish I had had a chance to meet him. Uh, or even talk to him for that matter, but I had him too, although I've been following him along. Uh, I noticed recently that he was doing a little professional work for one of our sponsors, gopowersports.com, helping them with some projects. I know like many other guys where it's obvious that he knows what he's doing. He's a welder. He's a craftsman. He builds from ground up. He's innovative. Those are all the traits and all the, I guess, all the descriptions you would use to introduce our next guest out of St. Louis, Montoya Dorch, not Dutch, like I butchered a time or two. Welcome to the podcast, Montoya. How you doing, brother? I uh, appreciate it. I'm doing all right. <laughs> How are things in St. Louis? Uh, it's all right. It's hot, burning up in this garage, but I got to do what I got to do. Well, we appreciate, first of all, you sweating it out, not to mention the fact that it's a little bit your central time. And between the two of us, we didn't know. All, all we knew was a couple hours or so away 
from West hey, Coast time. So I'm up uh, all day, all night. And you were working all day. Tell everybody what you do, Montoya. Uh, by day, I work for Home Depot as a forklift driver. And then when I come home, I'm in the garage. I guess the cool thing about being the forklift driver at Home Depot is that you don't have to worry about the dumb questions like where the nails are and where you can find the manure. You're like on the forklift. Nobody bothers you. You're just, you're just working all day, right? Driving around in a forklift. The only thing bad thing is about 120 degrees in that thing. Well, look, um, you're working, you're happy, you're home now, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. Is, is this where it all happens? Is this the Montoya Dorch garage? Yep, I took over my garage. My wife, she can't fit a car in her holy, so she's pissed off, but it'll be all right. <laughs> well, get her a she shed. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll probably on one day. <laughs> Montoya, before we get to the cool bikes you're building, uh, give us a little bit of an idea how you got the mini bike bug. I mean, how do you go from finding out about mini bikes and then decided instead of going and buying one, you're going to build yours. Where's all that come from? Well, actually mini bikes started, I started in a uh, race racing family. So my dad and my uncle and them race cars. So they always had mini bikes and I've been riding mini bikes since I was a kid. What the kind of cars did they race? Um, Camaros, uh, Monte Carlos, my uncle right now, he's running, uh, 87 Monte Carlo LS with a 490 board out. Oh, it's crazy. Like my dad, he's working on a 73 uh, Camaro right now, a split bumper. In 1985, but, I leased a Monte Carlo SS. I was a, I was a sales guy. Yeah, that was when they first when those first came out. Maybe yeah. 84, maybe 84. That new Monte Carlo SS came out. Yeah, I was, I was selling ads for. Carcraft and Hot Rod and those automotive books. So I wanted something that was kind of a, a cool car. I, I couldn't afford a Camaro or a Corvette, but the Monte Carlo was nice. And I leased it. And then we began to rip it apart. Oh. A 468 wrap motor. We were the first persons to use a, a 700 R4 and put in a Mark Williams rear end in that car. Obviously, I had to buy it because <laughs> you couldn't think about turning that lease in, but it was in Hot Rod Magazine at one time. And, and so if you're racing those Monte Carlos and those Camaros, that must have been a cool time. So those guys had mini bikes to get around the pits, right? Yeah, they ride around the pits. And as a kid, I would jump on them and ride around the pits. And That was the most fun for you, right? Because you couldn't drive oh, the yeah. car, so you got to ride the mini bikes. You get to ride the mini bikes around the pit crew. I, I wasn't even worried about the cars going down the track. I'm riding a bike in the pit crew. So what bikes were you riding? What bikes did those guys have, your dad? and, and you know, My your, dad, he had an old cat. Sure. Uh, mostly, yeah, just cats. That's what they had. Yeah. So you grew up with cats? Yeah. And then when uh, did it lead to you uh, building your own? How that all happened? Uh, actually, when, shoot, it just clicked one day. I was like, man, I'm, I want to build my own stuff. I'm tired of seeing everything the same. You see Coleman's. No no offense to Coleman, but, you know. <laughs> They're not I, listening. You know, I like one-offs. If you see, like I say, everything I build is just, it's normally one-off. And I build for somebody if they really want one, but, you know, time to time, it's mostly one-off. Montoya, what was the first custom build that you had, you, you put together? What, what was it? Um, It's what I call Megatron. It's my trike. Oh, sure. We've heard of Megatron. And that's, so you still have all the, most of these bikes, right? Yeah, I pretty much have everyone. <laughs> well, shit, let's get into them. Let's go. Let's start off with Megatron. Let's see what you got. All right, turn my camera around. All right, great. 
Once again, folks, we're with Montoya Dorch. He's out of St. Louis. He is a uh, custom builder. Many of you have probably uh, seen some of his uh, handiwork on Facebook and I guess, I don't know, Instagram and whatever the hell else he's on. But so mm -hmm. what do we got here, Montoya? This is Megatron. Um, just a basic uh, Tillerson 212. Uh, no governor in it. Um, custom double brakes. This brakes on the back. I used uh, springs from an old, um, was it Briggs and Stratton rider? Oh, nice. And as you see, I went with double brakes. Sure, dual disc on the back, and look at all that cool, uh, all that welding work. You're doing it all inside the shop right there? Yeah, right here with my, uh, what is that, 140 welder, Lincoln. Look at uh, well, Jake Mo's probably looking in on uh, looking in on that. That's a that's some handiwork you got going on there. How long uh, how long of a, a project time is that to put that bike together? Is that a, is that a six month project for you? Is it a year project? This, it took me three months to get this bike together like this. Because how, I, I how did you start? Do you start kind of what with your frame outline? I started with the bottom of the frame, like my U, my U, my double U's down here. Oh, look at that! Them. Yeah, good work. Hey, don't copy that, guys. I don't want to see that copy. <laughs> hey, uh, we'll ask you nicely. And if you do copy it, we're going to come over there and we're going to. Uh, oh, yeah. I'll patent. It's patent. So try it. <laughs> but. All right. So yeah, that's a, actually, what size front wheel you got there? That is a street Harley Davidson Street Glide 18 inch motorcycle wheel. Look at you. Look at those hubs. Let's see those hubs. Did you machine those? No, those are factory. It was made like this. It One, looks great. I had. I had the wheel powder coated and I left those machined. Do you like powder coated over paint? Huh? Do you like powder coat uh, in some cases over paint or you? I love powder coat. What is it about the powder coating that you like, Montoya? Uh, chipping. You can just you can put some uh Touch wax it on it and buff it out, and it it shines and you know just paint. Yeah, it lasts, but it's, it doesn't last like powder coat does. So do you build your own intakes and your own exhaust as well? Or what do you do on that end? I do on some of them sometimes, but mostly I just buy them from my buddies from Go Power Sports. Sure. Uh, have you had much success with that Tullison engine? I, I got one over with uh, Jake Moe. I have one, two, three, four, five. I have five of them. So, yeah, I love them. What is it that you find about those compared to the Predator? A uh, lot more, a lot more horsepower, a lot more pull straight out the box for anybody that like has a, a stage. You know, a lot of guys like to just run stage one because I'm like a cruiser guy. Sure. You just throw it on. You, It's a totally difference because I had a stage one Predator on Megatron. Didn't even want to pull it up the hill. Uh, switched over to the Tillerson and this thing rips down the street. And so to drive that, what do you use it? Your 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 torque converter, your clutch. What are we doing? I'm using the torque converter, just the thirty series torque converter, and it goes down to. Uh, I'm running a fifty three back here. Oh, uh, rear, rear sprocket there. First sprocket. That's sure. it. And it comes over, but my, it has enough power to pull it. Do, do you use any uh, style of clutch applications, or are you traditionally a torque converter guy? Uh, with me being a big guy, I like torque converters. Okay, so let me stop you for a second. What are some of the biggest mistakes people make putting those fucking things on? Because I don't know anybody who has tried to install one, including myself, 
You used to have to call up Jake Moe. Jake Moe would say, well, if you could see you're a little bit crooked over here. You know, you, some obvious things that I missed. What are some of the basic mistakes folks do when they're trying to hook up a torque converter set up to their bike? Uh, worst thing you can do is not line it up right. Do you start lining it up from the front to the back? Uh, you, mm, you Well, actually, just put the bolt everything up, put the driven on, and then the pulley is normally what you start with. And just pour, if you find your spacers, you add spacers uh, until it lines up with your uh, driven in the back, basically. So, okay, let's see what else you got. So uh, let's move on to the next uh, project. Either. What about that red bike? That gets a lot big, of attention. Big yeah, booty Judy. Big booty big Judy. <laughs> Do we know somebody named Judy or we're just uh, playing off it? No, nah, I've just said I'm one of the fat tire on the back. Yeah, so. that big booty. I went with a fat tire back there with a um, Douglas 18, I mean, Douglas 8-inch rim with a live axle. Oh, that's a nice setup there. Yeah, I love that. Live axle. Uh, what is that tire off of? Off a, a UTV or a golf cart? It's a golf cart tire that I yeah. on. I buy a lot of my tires off the golf cart uh, apps. I thought for sure you'd chop that fender. No, I left it original. I like, yeah. I like, the, I like it original. Gotcha. Um, I like that tank setup. Let's see how you got that tank set up. It's actually it's a it's a um, flat stock going straight. Oh, I love that. How simple. That's like a tab. And yep. And you drill the you drill four holes into the um the flat little, stock and then brace little, it in. Yeah, get a little closer there. And those are some pretty. Uh, oh, those are those nice C clamps that you've got. Yep. Yeah, th those are nice. Those look almost like perfectly made for that that's a great setup who does your seat this, Montoya? uh bill moon did this seat he uh is the first one to get engraved by him I how nice <laughs> uh where can folks get a hold of him uh just look him up on facebook message bill moon uh and I, everybody know bill's moon with the seats <laughs> he's well, a man when it comes to mini bikes with seats between bill moon and big booty judy you got to think for asses let's go let's see what you got in the front there yeah, this is the, uh, what is this? I think the Astro. Oh, yeah, there you go, from Azusa. What I did was I taped, it took me a long time, I taped everything off in here, and oh, I painted the inside back gold. Love it. And the uh, white it. letter tires. Yeah, uh, you, know, I use, you use that white letters. I'm noticing now that there's some different colors now, too. Uh, yeah, I like either. normally either gold or white, but basically I like doing mine white. I think I like the option. You know, sometimes you're in a situation like I remember Ed and I were in the middle of a, a build for um, a CRC product, Fiberlock, and it was a lime green. Mm -hmm. So we used um, like yellow lettering on the tires, and that turned out to be a little bit more than we bargained for. So mm -hmm. being able to color some of those raised whites, because people are using, you know, the days of four and five inch mini bike wheels, especially on customs, those days are over. Uh, there's your Tullison again. I see you like painting the shroud there. You got a big old air cleaner. What'd you do? Steal that off a pickup truck? Jesus. Yeah. That's actually, I got that on Amazon. Everybody gives me crap about that big air cleaner. I love it though. It's something different. You know, I, I like different. Yeah. Yeah. Nice setup there. Get a little bit closer there. Let's see how you hook up your throttle and all that. Uh, is the throttle set up on the Tillerson pretty much like a, a Predator or do you use Actually, this little... one, this is the Predator on the Big Booty Julius, a 301. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Okay. There is a Predator. Yep. Well, I, I just figured out I run. She runs a lot better with racing fuel in her. <laughs> I found that out early, uh, yesterday. Well, most of your bikes, 
Uh, so you like alcohol for the most part. Do you run any of your bikes on gas? Uh, all of my bikes are ran on gas, except for the drag bike I just built, my first one. Let's stop there. Uh, Let's see that one. Look at that. This is on alcohol now. Uh, I had, what, a 90, 98 drilled out jet, and I'm uh, running alcohol on it now. Got a Sweet. lot more power. Uh, look at that uh, uh, that rear frame setup. Let's take a peek at that. Talk to us a little bit about what you got going on there. Well, this is like two-piece frame. It comes out. It bends out right here. Bend back in to another 20 to even it back out. Then it comes up. Then I bend it over and I meet it in the middle. And I do the same thing on the other side. Welds in the middle with a bar in the inside. Uh, Five-eighths. And then there's a big... And you can see over the seat, there's a loop that goes like this. And loop. Yeah, that's a pretty wide uh, base, the rear portion of that frame. Almost mm -hmm. looks like a, a big old sportster swing arm rear end there. That back end, I've never seen such a wide brim rear frame there. Are you doing that just to accept that big tire application? Yeah, and uh, if I want to go wider, I can. I have the option. Yeah change my tires up if i want to and then uh as you know me i'm I'm known for my single bins i like my stretch up yeah i call that the swoopty do yeah it comes it, actually it's welded in from down here and I bend it all the way up to the neck so it looks like that's a pretty familiar tank i see those style tanks around is that something yeah, that actually i'm a yeah it's going i just threw that on there i'm gonna actually try to start working building my own gas tanks I was going to say that seemed like that would be a natural progression. Hold on for a second. E, is it just me on the audio? Are you distorted on your end? Are, you, are we good? Okay, cool. I'm just hearing some crackling on my end. Montoya, um, that's a nice bike. How often, when was the last time you had that bike out? Uh, Last, Sunday before last, I lost my idling jet out of, uh, where is it, out of the car. Sure. And, um, <laughs> So it, it died on me, and I couldn't find it. So, I, you know me, I got mad and threw it in the car and was ready to go. <laughs> yeah, also keep a slew of those in the glove box, right? I remember when we would take those rides out in the AV, uh, D Revis, give a shout-out to my man, D. D had everything. D had, like, a trailer. It's like, what are you doing with that stupid trailer? But, boy, we found out really quick why he had that stupid trailer. He had everything in there. You had everything you needed for your bike, everything you needed for your mind, everything you needed. If you had a flat tire or you needed a change of attitude, you had everything in there, including some jets. Um, look, let's see this orange bike. Looks like a combination of all things. You continue to use those gas tanks, but this looks like a little, a little short one. I call this Betty Boo. This is like Betty Boo. Betty Boo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's actually what it is. It's almost like a uh, Tom Tom, Tom Tom yeah, bike. Yeah. Uh, the smaller ones. Yeah, but I, what I did was I um, I just took the bar and angled it up at the top. Uh, as you see, I like one one single bars on my uh, my style of build. And yeah, I like those foot pegs. The way that you've uh, they look like handlebars. Yeah, I just uh, ninety degree them and then put them up at an angle and welded them in. Put some uh, foot hand grips right here, and I just chopped off the other end to kind of match my hand grips up here and uh went with the diamond stitch seating oh i like that style yeah oh yeah very nice i went with suede so i'm different up top so uh 
like I said, what's the, um, what's the wheel and tire combination on that setup? This is actually a go-kart wheel. A little slick action, live axle. <laughs> uh, yeah. What uh, the size chain you have there? 44? Uh, no, 35. Oh, 35. Okay. You look a little thicker. With a, um, I went with a split. Well, you know, everybody know me. I like to skip two sprockets. Yep. I see those. Uh, you like the gold okay. chain too. Yeah, the black and gold chain with like I yeah. said, a torque converter. There you go. And what do you let's see the exhaust? It's powder coated. Who's bending black. your pipes? Who's making the pipes for you? This is actually from Go Power Sports. This is their uh trumpet pipe. Oh, there you go. I'll give a shout out to gopowersports.com. I reached out to Tyler and I, yeah. I've seen I'm seeing a lot of recent builds that those guys have been active on during I guess the current pandemic. And I love the spirit. There was a time when um, we worried about the state of business for the mini bike guys like studs and go power sports and some of the folks from go-kart USA and old mini bikes for that matter. And fortunately they all have been doing very, very well. A lot of guys have been continuing to work on bikes. I guess that's the cool part about mini bikes is that you can kind of do it in a, for not a lot of money, especially if you've got the talent like this guy. We're currently talking to Montoya Dorch. He's in his garage in St. Louis. And let's finish up here. Let's take a look at this lavender bike. This looks like it's got a little Motovox style look to it. What's going on there? Actually, this is a track two. I did a lot of custom work to it. Okay. A track. Is that a Murray, a Murray track two? Um, yeah, a Murray track two. Those are cool bikes. Uh, you know, for, for the modern bikes, and I know a lot of guys are traditional Rutman, Little Indian, Bonanza, Taco, obviously. Not so much the Doodle Bugs and the Bajas and some of the Moto Voxes, but this style, this Murray, which has been around a little while, that's not a bad looking frame to start with. It is kind of good looking. Plus, you could put a big, tall engine in there. Yeah, I always wanted one. So I got yeah. my hand. I, I got this frame for like 50 bucks. Okay. And then what did you start to do immediately? Start to. Decide to modify it a little bit. Yeah, my own style. I went with uh, pocket bike rims. Um, I went with disc brakes, as you can see right here. Yeah, nice setup there. Uh, a Tillerson two twenty five. Okay. Twenty two miller carburetor that comes with them. Um, pocket bike front wheels. I actually just did this the other day. Has uh, hydraulic brakes on the front too. So looking good there. Hydraulics. Yeah, nice setups. Take a look on the other side. It's going to have a uh, torque converter with the juggernaut on it. Uh, what kind of success have you been having with that juggernaut? The juggernauts like high RPM motors. So Got it. For a lot of guys, they, I hear them complaining, oh, you just can't throw a juggernaut on a, a, a stage one and think you're going to fly. It doesn't work like that. Yeah, that's a good realistic tip for those folks. I see a lot of guys buy them and then they wonder if they got uh, in over their head or if they didn't put yeah. it on right. I'm sure there's a lot of technical um, related yeah. calls that come in, but yeah, that's some good advice. Let's wrap it up, Montoya. And before we do do that, we'd love to see what you else got going on there. Those are some frame projects that you've got working. Yeah, over there? This is actually a frame I'm working on. I got I had it for a while. I'm going to turn it into a small tire drag bike with a, another uh, 11 inch by 6.6 uh, go-kart rim 
it's almost it's the same as the orange bike frame that I built, but it's longer. So, what about actual suspension? You you like you obviously you like the rigid style, but what about a full suspension bike? Is you ever ever in your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I'll do one sooner or later, but yeah, yeah, sooner or later I will. Sure. Montoya, how much riding time do you get in over the year? I mean, obviously you're affected by weather there in St. Louis, but how often do you find yourself out there? I see that you even ride in the snow. That hasn't stopped you. Uh, yeah, I'm right. We ride, man, I ride all the time. And then we ride down here at a place called Shady Jacks every Sunday. If, if I can get out, I'm down there. Who do you I'm ride with? Who are some of the guys that you ride with? It's me, Robert, uh, Bobby, uh, it's a lot of guys that come down there. Yeah, uh, he, he has the bike called Joker that he'd be on Facebook, uh, Bike Nation all the time with my page. We go back and forth, uh, clowning each other, but they see, us, they see a lot of us on there. Well, here's a cool little uh, Briggs motor. Yeah, this, this is my Rat Ride Little Indian. Uh, Love it. I, I put one with hydraulic brakes. Disc brake on the back, custom disc brake all of it. Yeah, I saw that setup that you have there on the mini bike is really popular with the rear axle the go-kart setup. Yeah, I like that. I like that style. Yeah, they work for sure. They're they're not as it's funny you don't see as many of those as you would think because they're very cheap too. I have a go I went with go head wheel Got a little tiny. What's that? A four inch? Yeah, they're four inches. I had the little Indian wheels, but I gave them to a buddy. He's lucky. <laughs> yeah, I like the patina on the fenders and on the frame. Yeah, letting it, it age a little bit. I was going to paint it, but I think I'm going to leave it like this. I would. Give me a nice brown leather seat. Wait, uh, yeah, like I know a leather seat, a brown one. Yeah, that's a cool little bike there. Keep us posted on the progress of that one. Hey, Montoya, we got to kind of wrap up here. Is there anything that we missed or anything that um, you'd like to show us that we got to see? Uh, a lot of people are into the micro mini. So I have my micro mini Motovox that was electric that I cut it, I cut all electric out of it. You can see. 79cc. Uh, I think a 19 millimeter carburetor. Pocket bike wheels that I did some custom work to put on hydraulic brakes. I guess the only thing I want to ask you about is the gas tank location. The gas, it sucks. <laughs> but the figure, I'm going to put it back here. That's what I thought, yeah. That, But yeah, I've been riding it like that for now. But You just want to get uh, it started. I hear you, brother. Yeah. I'll a lot of my bikes, I'm going to have detail and done by hopefully... I get to make it out to paint swap meet if they still have it down in Texas. So. I understand uh, that, that that may happen. Joe Petralia has been going there for a while, as well as your friends from Power Sports. I think it is the first weekend of October, if memory serves me. I'm sure you can find out more about that. Folks, we've been uh, visiting on Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Shop Tours, uh, St. Louis, Missouri, with Montoya Dorch, not Dutch. As you can see, his work speaks for itself. Montoya, it's been a guest having a chance to spend some time with you on behalf of everybody here. Uh, Justin Bett joined us on the podcast. Uh, drops in, says, you've come a long way in a short time. He loves your work. Uh, Kevin Dunn says that micro is sick. Uh, thanks for watching Adam Wolf, Bobby Hammond, 
Um, hey, you want to talk go fast part manufacturer, Zach Farah. Zach is the owner of GearStar Transmissions and is the transmission that is preferred by those who count. I've had a chance to work with Zach in a variety of capacities during my time at Hot Rodded Motor Trend and GearStar Transmission. Zach, thank you for watching. James Griffith. Uh, James, I bought my seven horsepower Briggs from. Uh, we'll be catching up with, uh, and want to give a special shout out. I got a little story about this guy coming up, Ted uh, Cardenas at Pioneer. Thank you, Ted, for all your support. Jeff Ramsey, a pleasure to have you here. Greg Dahlia chimed in and said that he'd be honored to show us his bikes in his garage. Uh, unfortunately, something came up with Carmine, so he was unable to do that and join us tonight. Um, Greg, thank you for chiming in. And Isaiah Gibbs says, uh, unfortunately, his camera was uh, attacked by a, an eight-foot alligator. They left the garage door open. Uh, so he thanks everybody for listening in. And uh, Isaiah, we sure jo uh, enjoyed your time. Uh, once again, Montoya, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Hopefully, we'll see you in those awesome creations. Maybe one, maybe two, maybe a few, especially if you've got some folks coming from the East Coast out to California next year. Uh, unfortunately, we're not going to have the event this year, as we said earlier in the podcast. So we're going to be doing more garage shop tours like we did with you, Montoya. Keep up all the good work, brother, and um, stay in touch, won't you? All right. I sure will. Appreciate it. All right. There you have it. Montoya Dutch. All right. Well, we're halfway through the program, folks. I want to give a special uh, shout out and a reminder that uh, later on in the podcast, uh, Jake Moe will be joining us out of uh, Mo Fabco and Antelope Valley, showcasing some of the cool creations he has uh, happening there in the AV. Uh, Jake is uh, just his luck, right? I get seducted into the Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Hall of Fame. And unfortunately, as we said earlier, the event for this year is postponed. So not only will we celebrate Jake's as well as um, our good friend uh, at GTS, Rafa Ramirez, who is also inducted in the Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Hall of Fame class of 2020. Because of the pause for this year, we're still going to celebrate both of these guys. I'm working on something really cool to send them for this year. Unfortunately, we can't all do it together, but then we're going to celebrate them a second time next year and bringing in two other new inductees into the Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Hall of Fame 2021, which incidentally will be our 10th anniversary. Um, it does bother me, but I'm over the fact that we had to cancel this year's event. It was slated for October the 17th. For those of you who may have already sent in through um, the online registration, any monies for this year, I think there were several of you who had already done that. Um, you can get a refund, you can buy t-shirts, you can use the money for next year. Who knows, who cares? Um, what we do care about is everybody's safety and unfortunately the state dictates that our gathering is just too big. So we'll keep you abreast of what's happening there. We took a short pause from the podcast. We're back at it. I want to give a shout out to Emmanuel Munda. Emmanuel, thank you for all your great effort and work. Uh, I want to give a special shout out and uh, send our prayers and thoughts to you and your family and Christine, hoping that things continue to hopefully uh, get better for you and everybody else. For those of you who are out there and things are going well, great. For those of you who are out there, maybe things aren't going so well. Don't worry, man, it'll get better. Um, I want to thank our friends at Pioneer and during that time where I was just sitting around feeling like shit, like everybody else, my phone rang. Um, and it was from uh, my sponsor at Pioneer. And um, I, I, you know, uh, took it as uh, somewhat of a check-in call, what's going on business related. And uh, before we got into the business part of it, um, he had asked me about uh, 
and talked about uh, how, uh, you know, the fact that we couldn't hold the event this year, that uh, that was too bad. And that, you know, maybe there was something that we can still do in light of having the event that could continue to uh, keep this momentum and keep this audience going. And I, we talked about, he mentioned a virtual mini bike show and I immediately was turned off by it only because I've seen a few of them. You know, I've seen some large automotive event companies uh, have a virtual car show. I've seen uh, major racing sanctioning bodies try to have virtual drag races. Virtual is tough. We're not, I don't, we're, we want to see, we want to talk, we want to be with each other. That's, that's kind of the spirit I think we have in this mini bike world. So I immediately turned left on the idea of a virtual Joe's mini bike reunion. I just didn't want to try that. It just didn't feel right. Didn't feel genuine. But the more we talked about it, uh, Ted was just saying, Hey, we, we just feel like we, we should do something. And the idea of having these garage tours where we still get to put ourselves in front of each other and through Zoom and through the talented guys that we have at D1 Productions, we're able to craft virtually going anywhere now. And I don't know that I would have done that before. You know, before the pandemic, everything we did was on Facebook Live. Once this pandemic started to happen, like I'd never heard of Zoom. I'm sure it lurked out there somewhere with you tech guys, but me, I didn't, I didn't know about Zoom and I would have hated to do this. You know, this format to me would have never even been something I would like to do, but here we are and it works. And I love it because it's given me a great idea now to not only continue to have some good content for the podcast, but it will fill this time that we have before we're all together again. So I want to thank our friends over at Pioneer for not only chiming back in, and, you know, how often does that happen? How often does, usually it's this, usually it's the guy who's got the need for a sponsor that's calling them looking for ways to try to make things happen. And this was opposite. So thank you, because that's, that's real. And that's why we're so fortunate to have our friends at Pioneer. And they've been with us from day one for the podcast, as well as the event. And we would appreciate your support. So send in your comments, send in your uh, questions. We'll be giving away a Pioneer 6x6 speakers a little bit later on in the podcast. For those of you who are still sporting the Joe's, uh, sporting the masks, you know, they're mandatory depending on where you live and what your feelings are. We've got some of those. I've got some American racer t-shirts that are on the table getting ready to go out to Ian Cordova. Ian was our guest from CB Minis on the last podcast, which seems like forever ago, like a month ago. Um, I also have a bib and some stuff going out to Dave Darnell from Arizona. Dave, congratulations on becoming a grandfather again uh, with a great family you have there. So a big shout out to you. Uh, once again, a shout out to Evil Ed, Eric at Studs, uh, Jim and Amy Savas. You guys have been uh, traveling across the U.S. staying in touch. Shout out to Tommy Bell, Mike Hughes from uh, Tomb. Hopefully we'll get Mike Hughes to show us some of his um, – Arsenal from Texas and some of his uh, stable of mini bikes in an upcoming garage tour. Chad White Knight Sr., uh, Vern Davis, happy belated birthday to you. Calman uh, Carisi, my buddy Johnny DeMessa from the Honda Grom Lifestyle, Brian Ekstrom, and Neil Copeman, to name a few. I also want to give a shout out to some of our top uh, viewers of Joe's Mini Bike Reunion, including uh, Brad Morgan, uh, Nate Lawson, Lloyd Lampert, 
Alvin Roca, uh, Emil Juk, uh, Tyrone Faust, Dave Darnell, who we mentioned earlier, Temecula Bob. Oh boy, I'd love to get my hands on some of Temecula Bob's projects. We're working on him. Uh, a big shout out to my cousin, Steve Sebergandio, Calman Carisi, my sister-in-law, Gail, Rack Goner, Ian Cordova, and a few other folks that we'll get to a little bit later on in the program. If I missed you, you know we're thinking of you. We'll catch you the next time. All right. So let's finish this up. And I know we're running a little bit late tonight. Thanks for the patience. Thanks for staying up, everybody. We just had on Isaiah Gibbs from Louisiana and uh, more recently finished up with Montoya Dorch, who is uh, putting together some really cool customs out of his garage in St. Louis. And now let's get to a guy that uh, covers a segment of the mini bike world that for those of you who have been to Joe's mini bike reunion in the past, you notice that there's been a group of folks that show up and it's like a swarm of hornets that are on steroids. And it's usually my mini moto guys. And what I mean by the mini moto guys, it's the guys who are, riding around in these trick Honda Groms, these Kawasaki Z125s, um, Honda Monkeys. Uh, we've got all kinds of bikes that ride with us, custom clone Groms. Uh, I brought out my Suzuki Van Van. There's CT70s. There's modified everything that you can imagine, cool scooters. And we even have full-size bikes that join us. And the one thing that we all have in common is that we all love riding together as a group and we all love our folks from steady garage welcome to the podcast kevin kevin dunn from steady garage with us tonight how are you kev hey what's up everybody how are you doing joe <laughs> hey thanks for representing i you always look better than anybody sporting that shirt looking good kevin <laughs> <laughs> thank you joe <laughs> hey typical day you're working late at steady garage it doesn't stop does it nope it doesn't and you know we just uh, try to keep up with everybody try to make everyone happy and try to do as much as we can, especially in this uh, pandemic. We got nowhere else to go. We just got to keep everyone riding. Well, I, um, I must admit that um, I missed you at Big Bear. I didn't see Ray until we were at Big Bear. Uh, I didn't realize he was on the ride, but it was nice to catch up with him. And I'm always missing you, man. Yeah. <laughs> next time, Joe, we'll see, we'll see you at the next ride. Yeah, you know, and I got to get back over there. Uh, Kevin, you know, I was pretty fortunate. I think I bought my monkey, and within a day or two or a week, I don't even know if I rode it. I may have started it up, but I, it's at Kevin's. You know, <laughs> I had my Honda Grom for a minute, and it was at Kevin's. And uh, what these guys do to your bike to not only get more performance and for it to ride better, but the relationship that you build and the ideas that you get and the support you get from the guys at Steady Garage, it's everywhere. And as I've been, and in fact, you turned me on to the Honda Grom lifestyle guys. It was because of you and you bringing Bing to my show that mm -hmm. I actually met them. And as a result of that, now I'm deeply connected with them. You got me connected to Big E at Yashimura and I rode with him. And I can't thank you guys enough Kevin, before you show us the cool things you have happening there, I, I can't thank you and Ray enough for always being there for me, man. I, I, I can't I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Hey, man, our pleasure. And uh, thanks for your support always, Joe. Let's see what you got lying around there, Kevin. What's uh, what's the latest in the in the back of the steady garage? OK, so in the front, uh, you know, since I'm already in here, we got the, the Super okay. Cub. Yeah, yep. you have the two Super Cub that was at, uh, you know, the 2019 Joe's Mini Bike Reunion. We got a, a Ruckus and a Zuma 125 with a 14 by 8 on here. So this thing is pretty rad. 
So Kevin, on, on the um, on the Cub, despite mm-hmm. the fact that people, even now, I hear people say, "Oh, have you seen the new Cub?" The Cub has been around for a long, long time, and like everything else, including the uh, the Grom, these bikes are all known in, in, in different names, but are extremely popular outside the U.S. And it's odd because most people look at these as new bikes, but literally worldwide, these bikes have been around forever, haven't they? Yeah, since uh, I believe 1959. And uh, I think Honda has a a record um, of how many units they sold, which is uh, 100 million since 1959, (laughs) which is (laughs) crazy. And uh, yeah, believe it or not, this one was actually on your your show um, last season. Yeah, yeah. yeah, So it's it's all done up now. Mm hmm. So, Kevin, then uh, up above there, you got a little ruck. What is that? A little up on the top there. Oh, this one, the Zuma? Yeah, the Zuma. So th- I, it led me to that term that I didn't know before, Met Truck. Those yeah. are combinations of Metropolitan and Ruckuses. Uh, talk yeah. a little bit about how some of these things kind of morph together. Are there any other style morphing bikes where guys are using combinations of different frames to build one bike? Um. You know that's that's a that is a good question. Um, I think the the Met Ruck or the Ruptro is the only bike that's a hybrid that they're they're able to morph together two things, uh, two separate bikes, different bikes. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's um, you know, it's it, it, I, I've never seen any other bike that was able to do that. You know, so well, far. Well, if any, anybody would do it, it would be you guys in the future. Uh, yeah. do, do you still have that blue yeah. CT70 up there? I remember you had a blue T- CT70 somewhere in the front of the shop a long time ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, let's, do let's check it out. Yeah. Right <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a – what is that, a 70 or – what year is that? Yeah, it's a 70. It's a, I believe this is a, a 69 oh, – okay. I don't even remember. It might be yeah. even older. Yeah, it has black plates on it, which is really cool. I love it just as it is, Kevin. What a great calling card. That's that's a, at the entrance as you first come in Steady Garage. And then, Kevin, you've got that uh, cool retail outlet there, don't you? Yeah, yeah. So we we got to stop by over there real quick. Mia. Guys, you got to be around Kevin's place around like the holidays or before a big ride. And, and this is a small shop, but I got to tell you, everything you want, to build the bike is either inside this shop or out in the back and people are crammed in there. And it is, it's a sight when you go in there, it's like going home and visiting all your old friends when you're there. What are some of the hot movers you got out there right now, Kevin? What's everybody buying? Uh, I think, um, I this and they always buy, uh, cars, you know, stuff. Yep. So, yeah, yeah. I, I got to swap my uh, bars. I'm going to put some of those pro tapered bars on. What a big difference those bars make. So pipes, exhaust, air filters, chains, I would imagine. How about mirrors and all that stuff? Everybody asks about mirrors for some reason. Every time they look at my bike, people are commenting on some of those mirrors. Yeah, there's, um, yeah mirrors are also very popular as well. So CRG and, um, and Driven. Those are like really good quality mirrors that uh, a lot of people run. And I, I and the mirrors that you have on your monkey is actually made by uh, Daytona in Japan, the BSC. Those are nice too. And A lot, a lot of compliments on those, uh, Kevin. Thank you. I remember when I brought my bike in there, I said, Kevin, put whatever mirrors. Because, you know, mirrors really like wheels. They, they really tell a lot about the, the spirit of the bike. 
I couldn't have picked mm-hmm. on my own. I couldn't have picked a better model. Okay, so now we're stepping out of the retail shop and walking into the garage. Uh, boy, yeah. Jake would have a feast over here. Yeah, so some of the stuff going on right there is Brian. <laughs> Look at this stuff. No. What's yeah. happening, brother? Hi, Brian. Yeah, you know, this is uh, Frank's uh, ruckus that uh, Brian is putting together. A uh, lot, you know, nice uh, paint job. Oh, it looks good. Yeah. Um, what um, now? Those things are typically anemic from like 50 cc. Nowadays, what are these guys like? These Groms are up to 300 cc's. What are the bigger applications, engine-wise, in some of those bikes? Well, it'll be this engine right here. This is a Zuma 125. Yeah. Nice. So this this one, um, guys, will 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 upgrade it, bore it out to 230 cc. <laughs> you know, so you know, sadly, it's not as fast as uh, the mini bikes because the mini bikes really, really jam. Yeah, which uh, we got a couple of those right here. And, oh, uh, there you go, good starters. There you go. Yeah, we got to put those together. Yeah, it's a nice little combination. Mm-hmm. So, so guys, will take those. So now you got 200 cc's, and you know, top speed on those because that's about the size of mine. Uh, maybe like 70 miles an hour. Uh, this is the new Honda Monkey, and everybody's been swapping these things and putting what 300s in there, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so Clint in uh, the, you know the Inland Empire, Clint has uh, has a swap CBR 300 in his, and uh, he was able to keep his muffler and you know put the radiator on there. That thing is gonna fly since uh, the wheel base is so short. Kevin, I saw a, a 300 in that custom red Grom that was with Ray at Big Bear that you guys tweaked. Talk a little bit about that bike. Uh, was it was it the, the, the red monkey? The, I think uh, it, which, yeah. yeah. Was it Pete's? I think the guy's name was Pete. Uh, I think it might be Phil. Phil. Oh, Phil. When did he change yeah. his name? Yeah, Phil. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, Phil's uh, bike. That was nice, including those sick wraparound, those turned down handlebars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that that, that thing was a, a last minute build that he wanted to do before the big bear ride, and uh, yeah, he put a, a Grom swing arm on there, converted the shocks from a, a dual to a single shock. Uh, he has a dry clutch which is similar to this right here. Yeah, I see um, that. Yeah, and then he uh, he put ruckus suspension on there, so it's nice and low. So Clint, uh, who you mentioned earlier, Clint's one of these guys that rides with us from the Inland Empire. Mm-hmm. Nice guy, huge guy. Always, yeah. always leading the, us. I mean, this guy is close to 200 and change, 250 pounds. He's always busting out wheelies, helping everybody. Uh, all this guy does, if, if he's not jamming on a car, he's jamming on a bike or a motorcycle. He's, he's one of those guys. And he, he walks around on Friday nights, Kevin, with uh-huh. his cell phone, helping guys program their bikes with the, yeah. the computer application. I mean, it's amazing what he does. Um, I was with him in Big Bear, and he—he's a pretty much a, a consistent rider on Friday nights. He's doing some really high horsepower custom work. So if you're looking for that style of work, uh, check him out. Um, what's Cliff's last name? Do you remember? Uh, I think it's that Lear. Yeah, but, uh, he goes by IE Grom Garage. There you go. So yeah. check him out there for those folks. What else we got going on over there, Kevin? Uh, we got uh, a KTM. And we got an Anthony's bike over here that we gotta we gotta change up the rear wheel. Sorry, it's a little loud because we have a, a bike that we're testing out right now. Yeah, no so, problem. 
Yeah, we're yeah. good. Uh, so, we'll get yeah. a little closer. What is this bike? This blue bike. So this one belongs to Anthony. Yeah, everything's all like chromed out. It's you know, it's a 2014 Grom, and a lot of details in the paint job. Wow. What did he do on the engine? Just modify the stock motor? Or did he do an engine swap? What's he got going on there? Uh, actually, it's it's, uh, it's stock for now because uh, yeah, he okay. wanted to yeah he wanted to blow it up before he uh, big boarded it. <laughs> <laughs> got to get your money out of it, right? This yeah. look like this look like money's a big problem for Anthony, but by, by looking at that bike though. Yeah, it's pretty sick. Yeah, so that's the extended rear swing arm there. Yeah, yeah. So this is the extended uh, rear swing arm block. You know, so yeah. I, I, he brought it. He brought it out about like six inches. Kevin, what about those wheels? Are those all kind of custom wheels, or are there enough already made wheels now that folks are satisfied, or they find uh, most of them have uh, custom wheels? Yeah, so these are actually uh, custom wheels made by Machine Machine okay. in uh, Arizona. So uh, yeah, so they're two-piece wheel. This is a twelve by seven, and uh, it's really wide for the for the Grom. It barely fits. Yeah, you see the, the clearance between the chain. It's like, oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's like, that's that's like a twenty dollar bill or a C note maybe between the two, huh? Yeah. If that, yeah. yeah what do they, what do mean, they call that? Just a whisker. Yeah, just just a little. <laughs> just a whisker. <laughs> uh, nice bike there. You know, it was amazing, Kevin. Despite how many times I had had a chance to visit you, I didn't realize the depth and the scope of of what you're capable of doing there. Um, uh -huh. The machine work, and you were working on big full size Harleys in the back. So it's not like you guys are just working on small mini motos over there at Steady Garage, is it? Yeah. So uh, yeah, we have uh, one Harley in the back, but yeah, we're we're steering a little bit away from there because we just don't have enough time. Yeah. Well, Kevin, I, I must admit that I'd love to collaborate with you at some point. Unfortunately, the days of um, Temecula Bobs. Uh, who built some of the nicest frames, those days aren't always going to be with us. And we're fortunate to have guys like Jake Moe and guys like Montoya and many others that are custom bike builders mm -hmm. around. But you've always been one of those guys that I thought, I know that your roots are within the mini moto market, but considering your area of expertise, the, the fact that you guys are setting styles and trends, that you are the go-to guys for anything custom that I love to collaborate with you and maybe a guy like Jake or maybe a guy like Sam Blackburn and, and, and build something at a rigid frame mini bike, maybe with just a twist. And maybe we'll talk about that more. And I guess that's the beauty of the mini bike show when everybody's together, they get to talk about things. But I guess what I'm getting at is we'd love to not only continue to work with you, but maybe find some ways to collaborate and build something together. Yeah, that would be awesome. Let's do it. Yeah. And uh, Kevin, what's a, a day in a life? What's what's What do you got going on tomorrow and uh, this week? Finishing up some projects? Yeah, we got a bunch of uh, fabrication stuff that we got to finish up. Hold on, let me turn the camera around. Sure. You know, yeah, a bunch of manufacturing things and and uh, and, and bending, machining. Uh, we have uh, Chris back here. Chris Lee Design. What's happening, Chris? Hey, what's up, Chris? This one, Chris Lee from Chris Lee Design. Good to so, see yeah, you, Chris. What's he working yeah, on? Yeah, he's working on uh, some hinges, machining uh, these little guys right here. And what are those for? 
uh, just for uh, a project that we have going on for uh, for it's an assembly product, assembly item. Oh man, yeah, that's awesome. So Kevin, literally, um, and for those of you listening, we could walk in there and literally with nothing and walk out with a custom bike. So there's there's some food for future fodder, everybody. Uh, we're with Kevin Dunn, uh, one of the main guys behind all the cool activities that take place at Steady Garage. We've had a chance to see a little bit of what's going on from the front of the shop to the back of the shop. We had a chance to meet some of uh, the workers over there at Steady Garage. And I don't know if you guys realize this, but it's like 8.20 on the West Coast, and those guys are still working like it's 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Kevin, is there anything else there that maybe uh, you've got that you want to show us? Uh, I think that's it, Joe. Um, there's some, you know, there's some, some projects that we need to get started on, but we haven't got there yet. Uh, for example, uh, Jensen's bike, which is a two show. We gotta, we gotta put some nice wheels on it and uh, we haven't had the opportunity to do so. But once, uh, once we do that, it's going to be pretty badass. Kev, I want to, just for a second, those scooter, like you look at that scooter now and a lot of guys will almost laugh. And believe me, yeah. I felt victim to that a couple of times when I went out <laughs> to the Honda Ground lifestyle. Like I see this guy show up on the scooter. It's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing with the scooter? Right. And yeah. then, and then that thing would scream by you on a wheelie while a guy was smoking a cigarette with one hand and looking at his <laughs> iPhone with the other. I mean, this thing was running like these scooters, the, the, the meeker they appear, the wilder they are. I mean, these freaking yeah. things passing me like I'm going like I'm standing still on, on some of these rides. So beware of those scooters, man. That's like the yep. skinny kid. It's like the skinny kid who knocks out the muscle bound guy. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So exactly. we'll, what, what else you got? Anything else? Uh, that's pretty much it. We just, you know, electric bike, but I don't know if anyone would be interested in that. <laughs> I, I saw those actually. My buddy, Mike Robledo was asking about one and uh, I saw that this is like the second one in your collection. What is that one called? This one's called a Super 73, and this is a Z1 model. So it's a, it's a motor that's inside of the wheel, and, and uh, yeah, it, it, it rides about like 20 miles per hour. Um, you can pretty much ride it anywhere. Yeah, do you recommend that? Because a lot of guys have been asking about that bike. I know it's the second one that you had. Uh, it, I, I recommend it if uh, you're looking for something fun, but if, you look, if you're looking for something fast, uh, check out, uh, what's that, that other one? Check out like Lunacycle or something, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, hopefully not the unicycle that we all know and love. Folks, it's been Kevin Dunn from Steady Garage here. Uh, finishing up with a little, how about this? We even threw in a little electric bike tips for you. Kevin, thanks for spending your, uh, Thursday night or Wednesday night. What the hell night is this? Wednesday night? Yeah, Wednesday. <laughs> uh, I'll look forward to dropping in. Uh, I don't know if I need a fuel regulator or a power commander, maybe for the monkey. Okay. And then maybe we'll drop down that front fender now that we got those low profile tires on there. Okay. Uh, and um, I got a little something, something for you, like I always do too, Kevin. All right. Awesome. Thank you. All right, folks. Kevin Dunn, All Steady right. Garage. All right. Thanks, everybody. All right. I've said it before. I'll say it again. If you got a Grom, you got a Mini Moto, uh, even if you're not in SoCal, get over there. Hey, I want to thank um, our man, Ian Cordova, for uh, joining us on the podcast, Stephanie Coulter. We met Stephanie and uh, her dad at uh, last Joe's Mini Bike Reunion. My boy, Steve Lunetta. Steve is a go-to fast guy, large collection of uh, mini motos, a lot of rare bikes, uh, custom builder. 
We had Stiv joined us uh, with Evil Ed when Joe's Mini Bike Reunion podcast was live at the Dub event in Los Angeles. And we had all our vintage mini bikes out there. And then we had one of Steve's bikes and everybody was running past our bikes to look at Steve's bike. So we're not going to invite him anymore. Just kidding. All right. Well, it's easy to say we saved the best for last, but I think we've had the best from the beginning. We started off with um, Isaiah Gibb. We had a chance to meet with Montoya Dutch. Look, he's still putting bikes away. Look at this. What is it? 1030 over there and poor Montoya is still putting shit away. All for Joe's mini, but look at him. Are you working the legs too? All right, so uh, we just got uh, done with Kevin Dunn, who along with um, my man Ray Tong are the head guys over there at Steady Garage. And hopefully you guys uh, enjoyed taking a peek at what they're up to there. We're going to finish up the podcast with uh, a guy that we know and we love. He uh, recently spearheaded a nice little gathering of mini bike maniacs out in the AV. I think the temperature was 105 in the shade over there, but they kept on going. Uh, he is the, you know, I, I got to think in most people's minds, this is the best builder in the mini bike industry. Welcome to the podcast, Mr. Jake Moe from Mo Fabco. What's happening, Jake? Hey, what's up, Joe? Thanks for having me with that. us. I don't, I don't know about the best, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I love doing it. It's uh, just a fun hobby for me, you know? What did you think about, uh, well, I know you're a big fan of Isaiah, and he didn't disappoint, huh? No, he never does. I, I love his work. I mean, he just, he gets it done however he has to do it. And I mean, his fabrication skills, I don't know if you follow some of his hot rod stuff, but I mean, the kid's just talented. So um, I love all the work he does. I love the story of 3G and uh, yeah, it's just a, it's a great uh, thing he has going on. Yeah, we've so got to see more of him. We'll continue. Yeah. To, and thanks for the for the lead and the intro to him, Jake. Um, how's the family yeah. out there? How's everybody doing through the pandemic? I see you're still back at it at work, waking up at four o'clock in the morning and driving to the valley and dealing with all that good stuff. But how are things? Oh, yeah. Uh, working. I'm uh, back to normal schedule now for a second. We were on a, like a rotation. So we worked a week and then we were off a week. Um, but yeah, family's great. Uh, Daisy, the little one's starting to She's starting to get into a normal sleep schedule, so that helps a little bit. And uh, yeah, she's a uh, she's a blast. How Different old is Daisy now? Daisy is uh, four months, almost five months. And um, the boys, Logan is how old now? Yeah. Logan is eleven now, and Hudson is two. Do you think you're done? I'm done now. Yeah. What a great family. Yeah, it is. I, I, I appreciate that. Thank you. How's Courtney hanging in there? Uh, she's great. She's doing good. Yeah, definitely. Did she have to kick anybody out of the garage this past week or two when you guys had the big AV ride? Um, yeah, probably. You know, sometimes <laughs> guys like Justin Bet they just don't take a hit. You know, you gotta you gotta crack the bucket <laughs> on them. Just joking. Justin's watching yeah. on the podcast as well as uh, Sam Blackburn. Sam Blackburn agrees with me. He says hands down, Jake Moe, best builder coming from Sam, who's building some strong bikes too, right? Oh yeah. Sam's bikes are beautiful, man. Uh, I love that guy. He's always, uh, we're always talking to each other and commenting on each other's bikes and, um, yeah, all the, him and all the Detroit guys, it's, uh, they're, they're a blast to talk to. And they, the work that comes out of Detroit is just ridiculous. Those guys are, um, pretty much just like us out here in LA. Um, yeah, they like those full size bikes even better. I, I like uh, they're old school. They like those full size bikes. You know, I, I like those those style bikes myself. 
and they're just straight shooters. You know, there's no, there's no, no bullshit. I, I, I dig that. You know, I dig that East Coast part of it. And it was so nice for them, Jake, to make the effort, right, to come from Michigan out to California. You know, we, we all say, oh, come on out, come on out. It's one thing to say that. It's another thing when someone does that. And, and when those guys came to our show, I mean, that did it for me, man. Well, those guys are a big part of it going forward. And hopefully, I know that many of them were disappointed, like unfortunately many of us were when we had to cancel the show. But uh, during this time, as I mentioned earlier, I want to remind everyone and congratulate you again for being inducted into the class of 2020. Uh, oh, it feels great. That's awesome, man. I, I really appreciate it, Joe. Well, look, uh, it's overdue. Honestly, there's a lot of other folks. And now that you're a part of the Hall of Fame, you can help us select some of those guys going forward with the insight and the relationships that you have. It's working with the Hall of Famers to bring in other Hall of Famers. And I hope that we have some folks from the Detroit area and some of the other states across the U.S., that need to be a part and be recognized as well going forward. So we'll talk a little bit more about that in the podcast. Jake, let's get to uh, what's happening over there at Mo Fabco. Show us uh, some of the current goings on over there, won't you? Yeah, I got a little lineup of bikes here. Um, I'll kind of start how I have them lined up, I guess. Let me uh, let me get this thing turned around. Um, this is so this is going to be my 2.0 build. This is kind of just like an updated version of my old drag bike that I had that had a lot of sheet metal work and stuff on it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you know which one I'm thinking of, but. Yep, I do. Um, this one is kind of built how I wish, like kind of, it's just an updated version of that one. So I changed a bunch of stuff and kind of redesigned some things and wow, um, kind of made difference. things to my liking. But I'm waiting on some parts for it. Uh, this, this block, this is a 225. So it's the early 225 block. It's really thick casting. So it's really heavy duty. Um, it's got the Tillerson side cover. It's got a custom crank. It's got a billet cam. Uh, it's running a ton of lift. It's got a, uh, the crank in it is actually a Briggs flathead crank. That's been modified to fit the overhead valve. What do you have to um, do with the crank to modify it, Jake? Um, so the gear the crank has to be machined and then the new gear is fit the the um the flathead has a straight cut gear right and then these ones have the the curved cut so you Not actually a... have to mount that gear onto this crankshaft and then the bearing side is a little different so it has to be machined slightly on the the pto side as well oh thanks for sharing that because i, yeah. I i've got to say those are details that not only make this such a custom unique build but they can also be totally dismissed because folks just don't see those attention to detail and that's really what the difference is i think with some of your builds is that attention to detail yeah yeah so this one has a it's a let's see is it better this way actually flip yeah yeah yep looks good yeah so this one has a, a 3144 hold on i Let's see what yep. I do. No problem. I think the camera went off. Folks, we're talking with Jake Moe. Uh, Jake is finishing up our, our first series of, there you go. There we go. Yeah, so it's a 3140 bore and it's got a, it's got a pretty big stroke. It's going to end up being about 310 CC. I there was going to enter it for the dyno challenge. Um, it's going to have a, it's going to have the first, carrier performance billet head and intake 
Um, so the prototype, the first one he's making is going to be on this engine, which is kind of cool. How did uh, you come across the folks at Carrier? Um, actually, the V-Twin build that we did, right. he's, big, he's big in the tractor scene, and they, those run a lot of V-Twins. So we started talking about the V-Twin stuff. And then, uh, yeah, it just went from there. We started, you know, talking about personal projects and different things. And um, he's starting a new line of a bunch of GX200 and 390, like big block stuff. So um, it was just a good opportunity for me to kind of get in there and get the first of what's going to come out from him. And he has some, uh, some bitchin' products coming out. So Jake, keep an if, eye out for him as well. Yeah, if you'd like to. Uh, send us some information about those guys and we'll share it on the uh, Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Facebook page as well. Great. Yeah, that, that'd be great. I'll, I'll uh, send you some stuff. And Jake, before you get into the red bike, you mentioned the V-Twin. Yep. I've got I've to say this. I purchased a V-Twin Predator about two years ago. Okay. And I was hoping to get to you to build a bike around that because essentially that's what you have to do to build a frame around the size of this enormous engine yeah you definitely have to make it fit i mean look at this valve cover this valve yeah. cover is tucked right under there so so reality set in and i've had this v-twin predator engine at my garage in a box for two years and i'm sick of it so if anybody <laughs> anybody is is looking to buy a v-twin predator i have one in the box i'm not going to give it away but it'd be pretty close to so contact me i right, so what do we have going here let's look at this red bike Okay, this red bike is kind of special to me. I've been looking for one for a while. This is a Temecula Bob frame. Yes, it is. Um, huge fan of Temecula Bob. Um, I think uh, he respects my work, and I respect his work even more. Um, so when I got my hands on this frame, I was pretty excited. Um, Where'd you score that one, Jake? So this was uh, Charles Mosley's bike, and then Arleo bought it, and Arleo sold it to me. He, Arleo kind of hooked me up because he bought it for a cheap price and he, he was, he got the frame, he got the roller and he just told me, you know what, give me what I paid for it and it's yours. So, I mean, I couldn't pass that up right then. I had to go get the cash and give it to him because, um, Arleo's a know. cool, Arleo's a cool guy, Jake, and I'm sure he appreciates all that you've done for him. Like you have for so many of us. So that was just a nice, solid thing from him. Shout out to him. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's not finished. I'm going to get it powder coated. Actually, it's going to be a wizard red. I talked oh, to the yeah. local powder coaters and that's what it's going to be. It's almost like a candy uh, red. It's almost a little darker than this, but um, should be cool. I had to do some stuff. Oh shit. Hold on. Yeah. Take your time. And sometimes Jake, um, and I noticed this because I've been doing a lot of these zooms where we're uh, doing these virtual car shows where we got to have these guys walk around their car. You don't have to move the camera typically as much as you think. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I like that. Look at that clutch setup. Wow. Yeah. So it has a, this motor's a Tillerson. Um, I had Jimmy Rivers do the three inch uh, sleeve. It's a three inch stock stroke. It has a DD small valve head. Um, it's nice being friends with Frank from F&B because he hooks me up with all the pipe pieces that I need to make custom shit. Especially so, all those custom curves that come with building your bikes, you know? Yeah. And yeah, Frank, talking, uh, that's Frank from FB Racing. For those of you who may be listening, it's FB Racing. Contact those guys directly. Yeah, awesome guy. I mean, Frank helps me out with a ton of stuff. So um, I love working with him anytime I can. He makes a ton of billet parts and different things. 
I actually have one of his intakes on this bike. This has the tapered FMB intake. Oh, there you go. Intake. Yeah, because yep. folks largely know FMB for the pipes, but they build complete frames as well as things like this custom intake. Did uh, Brian join you out there at the AV ride? Yeah, Brian came, Frank came, and uh, uh, Steven, Frank Quez came. Yes. And, and how did uh, their bikes run? I mean, yeah, all their bikes ran great. I mean, it's that that whole crew over there, I mean, they, they have their bikes dialed. They know exactly what they're doing when it comes to this stuff. So um, no surprise, all their bikes ran great. Um, yeah, Steven, hit, uh, Frank's son threw together like a little rider last minute bitching little bike i mean they had no problems with their bikes the whole time which was super cool and and i mean that that says something for their first av ride because we all know how it goes and there's a lot of riding out there and we're all cruising around so something's always bound to happen but it always yeah, feels like just a matter of time before something does and um yeah that's uh it's kind of like an endurance day uh again we're talking about the av ride uh someone actually on the podcast jake uh, wanting to know a little bit more about the, the recent podcast, or excuse me, about the recent ride. Uh, let's see what yeah. we got here. Yeah, Mark Ito. Mark Ito asks uh, about finding out more information about the AV ride. I guess what I'll tell you, Mark, is just hang tight uh, on some of the Facebook and social medias. Jake, how do uh, folks that may want to dabble in the AV ride find out more about upcoming rides? Um, the AV ride, if you follow the AV uh, mini bikes page, um, I think there's like an AV racing mini bikes page and that's usually the one where me or Alfredo will post up certain things about the ride. And it's, it's kind of, we don't post it out too much just in certain groups. So usually if you follow my page, uh, my page is Jake D Mo. And then I have my fab page now, which is Mo fab co. Um, I usually post about the ride on there as well. So if you guys want to check that out, um, follow those pages and you'll, you'll, definitely hear about all the upcoming rides and there you have it and if, if you guys can yeah. kind of imagine it's not like it's an underground fight club but for the most part it's not a, a cattle call right uh typically yeah, folks know each other you've got a bike that's uh, somewhat capable of uh, making it out there or at least you have the skills to help yourself if you need to there's plenty of folks out there but uh yeah to jake's point just stay in touch there locally all right what else you got bike wise jake all right so the next one this is a bike that came from I actually built it originally for Colin Baker from Oklahoma. Um, this is his bike that we built shows probably four or five years ago now, maybe four, four years ago. Um, but my buddy Majay actually ended up buying it back from him. The, the roller, he kept the motor and then Majay built a new motor for it. Um, so we've been working on this thing, which is super clean bike. I love this little bike and how it turned out for Colin and I'm kind of glad it's back in the AV to be honest. So what, it's, it's uh, what, what are some of the numbers on that bike, Jake? Uh, horsepower, maybe speed, uh, whatever you got to point to. So this one will easily do a 95 mile an hour range. Yeah, look um, at the size of it. Christ, looks like it's going yeah. hard. This thing is a Tillerson. It's a Tillerson block. It's punched out to, uh, it's a three inch bore and it's a plus, uh, well, it's a two 300 crank. So it's a board and stroked. This thing's a monster, custom pipe, custom valve cover, custom head. Um, this one has a custom intake that I built for it to adapt a 33 pumper for alcohol. Let's see Probably that, Jake. Let's see, if we get, let's see if we can get a little close on the custom intake. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There you go. And it actually has a bracket built on the bottom for the fuel pump. 
So if you see the bottom, the little bracket and the hose oh, goes yeah. right into the fuel pump. Just amazing. Yeah, the alcohol motors, the intake is always super cold because those things run so cold with the alcohol. It's different. You're almost but, finished with that bike, it looks like, huh? Yeah, we're going to change some stuff. This was like a last-minute thing. He just put hose clamps around the frame for the tank. Yeah. He's going to end up getting it repowder coated and stuff. So um, maybe next year at Joe's, it'll be uh, dialed in. Yeah, we'd love to see it. Love to see it there. Cool little bike, though. It's got the custom under under gas tank with the aluminum plate on the top, kind of my trademark thing. It certainly is. I enjoyed that on the Temecula Bob long frame build. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, during uh, the last week or so, Jake, I, I'm i out of room. Like, I look at your garage, and I'm like, I'm loving it. You know, you can space out all the bikes, keep them on the stands. Looks like so. I got stuff everywhere. Yeah, look, look at that. And and like nope. I I'm I'm nope. out of space, so I, I sold I sold a bunch of my bonanzas and I've got I still got like nine bikes of which I think three are yours. And I'll never sell those. <laughs> you don't have any you're busted out at the seams over there yourself. Yeah, I got stuff everywhere, man. <laughs> slow down a little bit. Yeah, let's 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 go slow uh with the camera. Yeah, let's uh well thanks for the love. Let's start on the table here. So we got a couple uh, starters because you need yeah there's, there's no pull starters at jake mo shop <laughs> yeah some of these you you'll break your hand pull starting it but sure um some custom carbs i think it's a 34 millimeter i got from clint connor and then this is my 38 millimeter full billet carb that's going to go on this engine oh, once there i you get go. the head and intake done i'm getting the intake custom machine to fit this carb and the new billet head are you that fucking organized look at that stuff i mean <laughs> I, I I look at you. You got everything laid out nice over there, Jake. It's just a matter of time before you break out and open up your own uh, shop. What's uh, I, I know you got a big family, and I know we need to always have the uh, that that comfort that comes with a, a steady paycheck. But you're so talented. How do you sleep at night knowing that you're just maybe uh, an investor away? or maybe um, a few bucks away from starting your own shop. That's got to be one of your dreams, isn't it? Oh, definitely. I'm, I mean, I'm, I got into uh, like high voltage electrical. Now that's my career. But um, every day I kind of miss using my hands in the, you know, doing the fabrication, doing the metal work. That's something that I'm truly passionate about. So I think eventually I'm going to, however it happens, I'll eventually be back into that. It's just Jake something that I kind of have to do. Based on the, the calls that you get, uh, based on the contacts, folks reaching out to you, based on the fact that people react to a lot of your craftsmanship and your builds, do you feel that you've got enough customer base to take that step? Or do you, are, do you, do you hesitate at all wondering that if you did have a shop, if you'd have enough customers? Or are you comfortable enough knowing that if you did hang up your own sign that you would have enough work to keep going? Oh, it's crazy right now. I, I mean, I have to turn down so much work. I, I kind of pick and choose like little projects here and there that kind of interest me. Um, but there's, it's crazy how big that I don't think a lot of people realize how big the scene is right now with everybody coming up. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of guys doing new things. A lot of people want mini bikes right now. So it's, I mean, I'm pretty positive that I'd be super busy. Jake, what what are what are some of the reasonable price tags that go with some of these custom builds? I mean, because 
you know, let's face it. The mini bike guys are some pretty cheap guys. Okay. It's, it's for the most part, it's a toothpick and duct tape world. Um, I look at some of these bikes and I look at the craftsmanship and the detail and the welding and the fabrication. These bikes honestly can't be any less than $10,000 at least. Is that kind of the new norm for the mini bike custom build? What are some of the expected prices that one can expect if they want to have a custom Jake Mo drag bike? Um, there's a lot of variation. So it's, I've been lucky to have a few builds lately where people just want the best of everything, which is, it's fun for me because I get to really showcase different things and I get to pick the parts and it's kind of my two recent builds with well, the one with Dave. And then I got another one coming up with uh, Clint Connor and they're pretty much just picking out the baddest of everything that there is. So it's, it's super fun for me and it's, I get to get creative and figure out different parts and things. And um, yeah, some of these new bikes coming out are going to be a lot of things that people never even seen. So that's also, the fun part in it for me. And, and most of them, Jake, these bikes are going extremely fast now. I mean, like they're, they're, we're, we used to joke and talk about a hundred miles an hour. Like that was something like a, a, a distant wish and goal. Now it's like Christ going hundred miles an hour on these bikes going to be a joke a few years from now. Do, do you see that speed? Uh, oh, man, the, a, the, a problem yeah, more they, than a, a, an incentive. I mean, there's going to be a lot of bikes capable of going really, really, really fast. Yeah. There's a, I mean, there's at least three AV guys right now that will do hundred miles an hour. Wow. It just hasn't, it hasn't happened yet. Their bikes are right there. They're just finishing up their bikes and we've tested them and they're, I mean, We've tested them out with the speed gun, 97, 98 miles an hour, still climbing. Yeah. Okay. We're just just doing some dialing. So, well then um, maybe, maybe at some point we take advantage of our friends at Tucson Dragway where uh, I've been before with roadkill and the track owner there is a great guy, Bill Hughes. Uh, There's camping, there's a tiki bar, there's showers, there's an area to ride. Sounds like a blast. Uh, and and maybe we do it under the banner that we're gonna we're gonna shoot for a hundred. We've talked about yeah. it. Is it's it been, a is it a quarter quarter mile track or an eighth mile track? Uh it's a quarter mile and you can run whatever you want, obviously. Quarter you know, mile, if, perfect. Yeah. So yeah, that's what that's what we're hitting those speeds in is a quarter mile. Eighth mile at we're probably in the eighties somewhere, but maybe nineties, but um yeah, quarter mile is that's where everybody's hitting those high speeds. So you were talking about Clint and you're also talking about Dave. You're talking about Dave Romero, correct? Yeah. Yeah. What's, um, uh, you know, I've kept in touch with a lot of those guys because uh, Clint, I just met uh, through someone recently. And then I have known Dave through the mini bike show and the podcast as well. Any other guys that you've got current projects that you're working with? Um, I'm working with uh, Ian on a chopper. Uh, we're going to save that one for a little bit. These are kind of the complete bikes. I, I got some stuff in the works that I had to pull out just to get some space, but anything else you can uh, show us. Yeah, I can show you. Uh, got a few more bikes to show you. Beautiful guys. If you're viewing, uh, thanks oh, for watching. Quick. I know you guys seen this one. This is the Blockzilla bike. We did some changes. We put a junior dragster front wheel on it. Super lightweight, a stabilizer just because of the speeds and it's got a chromoly front end on it now. So yeah, it's need that stabilizer. Yep. And it's a lot more stable now. So this bike just got clocked at 97 miles an hour. Who was which, the jockey? Uh, Zoom was the jockey. 
Okay. Shout out to Zoom. Yeah, we were running a little bit of uh, that good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to have that special brew, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, um, go ahead. We've got uh, Bobby Hammond, uh, Justin Betts talking about how clean your garage is. He wonders if you cleaned it before the podcast started. Probably didn't. J J uh, shout out to Zach Dixon. Now you got Zach says he's got to step up his organization skills at his garage. Old school, Edwin Murto. Uh, good to see you, Edwin. Uh, go ahead, Jake. What do you got there? Um, so this is, uh, wow. this is Dave's bike. Nice. So what about that frame design? Who, who Look at that. That rear portion of that frame there underneath the seat. I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, that's, uh, that's ah. my design. Beautiful, Jake. Exhaust, the exhaust pipe comes out of the back here. Wow. So when the engine's in, <laughs> but that should come out super cool. We got all the chrome and powder coat back recently. The Look at that coat, powder coat did all the body work and the, the powder coat. They did a good. Big. They did a good job there. Look at that uh, narrow um, base of the frame where the engine mount is. Yeah, so there's no engine plate. The engine mount bolts right into the frame. <laughs> Yeah. Boy, you're talking about never seeing anything like that before. Awesome. Live it axle. Right up. Nice. Yeah, it's my got my live axle brackets in the back. Um, it runs a P32 Brembo brake. I think it's the same one Justin Bett has on his bike. Okay. Um, who's your front wheel? The engine is getting fixed because we tested it before it was all painted and powder coated. Yeah. And we sheared, sheared the gears. So the crankshaft gear and the cr uh, camshaft gear sheared. Ah. So whatever it was with the cam gears, the hardening process, uh, Frank, me, I talked to Frank about it a little bit, some different ideas that we kind of talked about, but uh, we have our guy, local guy out here, Dustin Lee, who's going to be fixing the motor. He changed the cam specs a little bit to get a little more power. Um, should be bitching. Should be super fast. So, yeah, and it's, with, isn't it nice to know that you have a customer that understands that with these custom builds, things happen and you roll with it and you go along with it. Yeah, exactly. Nice. So this Jake. is the, this is the quad support that goes into the motor. Wow. Um, that goes onto the motor into the jack shaft. This is all F and B racing. So this is all Frank's product. This is That's super beautiful nice. Stuff. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Little foot peg brackets that I made that come off the bottom to mount the foot pegs oh let's see those awesome nice little yeah. one piece look at that jake yeah and actually jake, bolt. Are, are you freestyling these designs depending on the theme of the bike or are these ideas in in maybe um uh, styles that you've already had what, what are you doing there are you, you making it up as you go along so to speak i mix a little bit of what works with uh new styles nothing no frame that i build is kind of i haven't built a frame that's the same well, you know not so I mean? much the frame, but gee, everything from the, the foot stands to any bracket, it seems like everything is one off too. Yeah, it's it's all gotta it's all gotta go in a certain place. So yeah, it's kind of I don't know, you get OCD and you start changing things and <laughs> fixing things, and then you're like, Oh, well, I need it here. So you gotta end up everything's pretty much custom with these things. Was that a little V twin project we went by? Oh yeah, this is the V twin chopper. <laughs> so this has been kind of sitting we haven't worked on it much it's kind of the same thing that i've posted before but um i got a box in the bottom of the tank and do a few different things 
finish welding the exhaust. And, My God, um, that's beautiful bikes, Jake. Just just the, the rear end look. Um, yeah. It's just... Has um, my actually has my same caliper um or my bearing brackets but they're just angled forward to fit the chopper oh who would have thought so, right see how i made the bottom bend up and that just angled the top tube in a chopper angle amazing design there i love the ex yeah. the exhaust setup is frank working with you again on all that custom uh, exhaust work yeah all the bends and stuff i get all my bends and everything else from frank i'm always going out there maybe I maybe see Frank like once a month. We're either buying parts or, you know, talking about things, talking about ideas. And how do you get um, to him? Do you take the 133? I take the 138. Oh, 138. So I always get those confused. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of nice. Both of these guys are kind of in the middle of nowhere, affectionately speaking, if you're talking about LA. They're up in the high desert. So how nice it is for you guys to be somewhat close to each other, considering the types of work that you're in. You know, that, that's nice. Yeah, exactly. I mean, California, the scene out here for mini bikes is huge. I mean, AV ride, we had so many big names out here that it's, it's crazy. We had GTS, we had West Coast mini bikes, we had Evil Ed, um, Joe Petralia came out, you know, FMB was here, the whole crew from FMB was here. Yeah, I think um, people want to get out. Corona Irving. Yeah, I saw Corona going fast as ever. Um, we had a truck show in uh, Pennsylvania and I think you, I was fine the first time. I think you had a date of January first week of January 5th, I thought. So it's like, yeah, I can make that date. Then I think you had either something came up and you switched the date. Yeah. And, and so I wasn't able to go. Ed, Ed was uh, with me the Saturday before or the weekend before, and he was excited okay. to go. Jake, uh, Jake, uh, Ed wants to know where his frame is. <laughs> it's coming, Ed. It's coming. Sorry. It's coming, Ed. Get mine. Um, Jake, the popularity of the ride is a testament of the fact that people still dig in the hobby. Uh, guys are anxious to go out and do something. Everybody's been kind of pent up inside and, you know, on Facebook wars and social media and, you know, watching all the other stuff go over. Uh, it's nice to have a gathering where, um, where folks – were folks looking for a little bit more of that? It seems pretty obvious. People want to know more about the ride. Maybe you're going to have to step up the schedule, have a few more rides than you had in the past. Yeah. You know what? I like the, I like it that it's kind of opened up and see a lot of new faces, but I don't really want it too big because we're already starting to have a little bit of trouble with the authorities, but yeah, um, sure. people calling up complaining. Yeah. Like you, like you said earlier, I kind of want to keep it a little more of a, I don't know. It, it is kind of an under, like a little bit of an underground kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, so, rightfully so. Um, yeah. You guys have created quite the bar there um, at Mo Fabco with some of the designs. Uh, we're, we're getting close to wrapping up the podcast, Jake. Is there anything there that maybe you'd like to uh, show us that we haven't seen? Uh, just this is a new bike I built for Logan. This is a trail horse I got from Justin Eichler. It's just a nice little rider bike. It's nothing crazy, but love um, it. We threw it together with some spare parts that we had and it's a cool little, uh, it's, it's a fun little bike. It's a little too fast for him, but, uh, he'll figure it out. <laughs> Emmanuel and has then, a, an Asusa that uh, has a, uh, maybe a stage one or two predator build in it. It's got a fiberglass body. I think it's an eight inch wheel bike. His son's a little bit older than Logan, but I think he's in a similar situation. It's his first bike and it's a pretty quick bike. So, 
maybe we get that bike out there at some time too and ride along with you. I'm sure that um, if you haven't had a chance to catch up with Emmanuel, Jake, uh, he gives you his best. Um, anybody you want to give a shout out to before we let you go? Uh, yeah, I just want to give a shout out to uh, Courtney for dealing with all my shit, first of all. Yes. <laughs> all the bear. time away that it, this hobby takes. Um, I really appreciate that. And thank you. And I love you. Um, yeah, I just want to give a shout out to all the AV guys, you know, Charlie, Alfredo, um, Arleo, Zoom, uh, Sal. Sal hooked me up with a lot of powder coating stuff. Nice. Um, he works at Pacific Coast. So um, that's kind of a it's a good friendship, good connection. Um, shout out to those guys. Um, Angel. Yeah. Angel from Cintrone Performance in New Jersey, giving you much respect, Jake. He's new listening in. Um, impressed with you. Thanks, yeah. Um, anybody else you want to give a shout out to, Jake? Uh, yeah. Dave Romero, uh, Clint Connor, um, guys from Loud Pack. They support my work and they've given me some work lately. So I appreciate those guys. Um, let's see who else? Ian Cordova, Colin Baker. Majay, of course, always Majay's always in here helping me out with stuff. So, you yes. know, I appreciate him to death. When I'm over here struggling and having a hard time trying to get shit together, he's right there. You know, he'll stay up with me till fucking three in the morning, helping me out. So I appreciate that to no end. You know, there's just, nothing like a, a real good friend. Yeah, it's a good friend. He's a real friend. He uh, he steps up to the plate and he's a real mini biker. You know, he's into this hobby. Yeah, I miss him too, and all the guys in the AV. Yep. Give him a big shout out. Uh, shout yeah. out to uh, the guys at FMB Racing. It looks like Frank was listening in as well. Jake, yeah, FMB uh, Racing. Um, I, I can't. Uh, I can say nothing but good things about that whole family and you know setup that they have going on. Frank is an inspiration in mini bike world and cars and everything else. So everything he does, I kind of look up to Frank on that kind of side of things. He. He's a hard worker and he does a lot of good work. He's an original OG too, right? He, he is an OG. Yep. We've been talking for a long time about this stuff. <laughs> well, so, you guys are uh, the cool. movers and shakers in our industry. Uh, it's been an honor to have you again on the podcast, Jake. Um, you know, the formats changed a little bit in light of uh, all the current goings on with the pandemic and Linda and I were joking about how this time last year, we were sweating our ass off inside that garage doing the podcast. And now we're doing it through zoom and uh you know i guess you just roll with the changes and we're glad to have you as well as um the other folks that joined us on tonight's joe's mini bike reunion garage tour including isaiah gibbs from louisiana montoya dorch who i had a really good time spending some time with montoya thank you to you brothers thank thank you for still uh hanging out uh jake you and montoya got a hook up you guys got a little bit of the same gene working in your blood uh kevin dunn uh, how insightful it was and see all the cool stuff that they've got going over there at Steady Garage. Check this guy. A lot of you hardcore rigid frame mini bikers haven't caught on the Grom scene and the Pro Z125 and the Ruckuses and the Monkeys. Guys, I've been on it. Um, it it's, it's cool. A lot of modifying, a lot of custom parts, and you can ride them legally. You know, that's the other thing, too. You get to enjoy them out on the road. Um, so that was very insightful to check out Steady Garage and obviously capping it off with, one of the guys that we all kind of agree is the man inside of our industry, Jake Moe from Mo Fabco. Always a pleasure to have you on. Um, with that said, uh, it's good to be back myself. Had a little hiatus, took some time off, clear my head of some things as well. 
Good to see everybody. Good to have uh, some time with uh, all the folks on the podcast. Once again, I want to thank our friends at Pioneer. Don't break up with your car. Upgrade it with Pioneer Car Audio. Our friends at Studs Racing, uh, Go Power Sports, as well as our friends at uh, Go Kart USA. And if you'd like to find out more about how you can be a part of the podcast, just uh, send us a note on Facebook. If uh, you know somebody that may want to uh, find out more about what's happening through the podcast, turn them on to it. We're also available on YouTube if you want to like that or do whatever the hell else is that they want you to do. Make a comment. You can do any of that shit as well. It's been a guess. I'm your host, Joe Sibergandio. Uh, our next podcast will be whenever Emmanuel's schedule suits him, and we'll let everybody know once that happens. Once again, uh, our prayers go out to everybody who needs them, and uh, good thoughts, everybody. I had a blast. Thanks for the uh, time. It's been a two-hour special, uh, one that I had a good time doing. I hope you enjoyed it as well. See you the next time.